Joining me now to talk a little bit, uh, not about his co-workers, but talk about David Eby, Premier David Eby, and Sixth with Cabinet Ministers heading to Ottawa today to, to discuss a variety of issues with Prime Minister Trudeau and other ministers. Joining me now is Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. Hello, Richard. I have the best co-workers, Jazz. You may know some of them. Keith Baldry, <laughs> case in point. And there could, like, I can't think of one negative thing about working with Keith Baldry. And the rest of the press gallery, they are the people that are easiest to get along with, Jazz, that oh, you yeah. can ever imagine. <laughs> They're not sensitive media types. In fact, feel, no, free, no, no. feel free after this interview to call our buzz line, 604-331-2899, <laughs> and just call yourself Tom from Victoria and tell yeah, yeah, your yeah. story. <laughs> Richard, Richard Zed from Victoria. Yeah, Richard, that's right. Richard from Nanaimo. Let's well, do it good. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, David from Vancouver. In this case, Premier David Eby and six of his cabinet ministers visiting Ottawa for two days. Uh, walk me through what kind of things you think they're going to be talking about with the prime minister and uh, the variety of other ministers. Yeah. So, like all these meetings, there's the formal agenda, then there are all the issues that the premier wants to talk about off that agenda. So the formal agenda is about uh, green jobs uh, and the federal government's climate strategy and working with British Columbia uh, to continue to grow that job sector uh, and encourage growth in the clean tech sector. The other part of it is housing, uh, working with the federal government uh, to get more money for British Columbia around housing, talk about innovative ways that both levels of government can invest in housing and make it easier uh, to build uh, purpose-built rentals, as well as uh, you know this idea of missing middle and, and what that looks like across British Columbia. Hmm. Uh, then there's the issue about uh, fire, uh, wildfire support and relief uh, communities in the Shuswap and Kelowna area uh, destroyed by fire. Uh, the province wants to ensure that Ottawa is there at the table to support that. Hmm. Then there are the issues off agenda. Nikki Sharma, the attorney general, is working with the Senate to try to get bail reform legislation passed through the Senate as quickly as possible. And there's also the issue that Premier Eby raised on Friday about the fact that he doesn't believe he's getting all the information he needs around CSIS briefings when it comes to the relationship between Canada and India and what's happening with the current investigation. Uh, and all of that is... Um, going to be a very contentious issue considering EB has been very critical of the Prime Minister and the federal government about how little information he believes he has into that issue. I guess let's start with the latter issue for the moment because we did have protests today in, in Vancouver in regards to um, Khalistan and, and the Indian consulate and of course uh, the killing of Hadeep Singh Nijar uh, in, in, in Surrey. Uh, does the, would the Premier be, be given this information? If this is of national security, I'm not saying the Premier shouldn't have some of this information, but would you want to be sharing all of the information because this stuff cannot be made public in regards to what intelligence they receive beyond broad comments certainly made in the media, but that's about it. I, I, do you really think they'd be providing anything extra for the Premier in this? The Premier would like to see information that allows him to keep British Columbians safe. And he believes the investigation into the murder of Hardeep Singh Nijar is at the point where he needs more information to understand the situation and whether British Columbians should be worried about their safety. And one of the things that EB has been advocating for is reconsidering the way in which the legislation works. Right now, CSIS is extremely limited in what information they can share. EB basically said the only information that he has been given is information that is largely publicly available already. Mm -hmm. And he would like to see a separate level of security clearance, considering he is a premier 
and that he wants to have the proper information to protect British Columbians the best he can. So it's a compelling argument. I'm not sure the Prime Minister wants to open that can of worms when it comes to revisiting CSIS legislation. There are numerous issues around foreign interference, uh, you know, here in this case around a murder, an assassination investigation in Surrey connected to India. There's issues around uh, foreign interference in elections from China. You know, this is if when you open this legislation, you open yourself up for a lot of criticism. But Evie is going to continue to hit at this point. This is an issue that's important to him. Yeah. And he wants to make sure that he gets this right information the best he can from from CSIS through the prime minister's office. Yeah, I mean, I was hearing that from MPs last year. CSIS did come in and brief some of our, our BC MPs last year. But the general complaint was it's all very generic, broad information that does not give us specifics. Uh, and my argument would be you don't want too much of this information going to MPs unless they're part of a specific committee. But that's an ongoing issue. It'll be interesting to see what transpired from that. But let's focus on a broader issue that impacts all British Columbians, and that's housing. What more can the federal government provide uh, in regards to, to the to BC and for cities specifically in regards to really building supply in, in our province? The big ask from BC continues to be to tie housing funding to immigration. So mm. right now, the way largely money from Ottawa to the provinces works is it's based on population. BC makes up about 12% of the Canadian population and largely receives about 12% of the funding coming from Ottawa. But we also get somewhere between 17 and 20% of the new immigrants. And that number continues to go up as immigration drives through British Columbia. And BC believes that they need their fair share, that there needs to be more support based on the immigration numbers Mm -hmm. to support housing. So that's just one piece. There's also the issue around... Uh, What does it look like in terms of partnerships? What does it look like in terms of developing technology to build certain homes? The premier spoke a little bit about his trip to Asia and what he learned, especially when he was in Tokyo, uh, and sharing some of that information with the federal government uh, to find out how they can be the most effective partners, not just money, but obviously money is the big driver here. Hmm. Uh, In regards to the fire support, uh, wildfire support, is, is that a question of more... Uh, permanent funding for year-round focus around wildfires, so doing some of the work uh, in, in the January and February, way before wildfire season, is it actually funding a more permanent wildfire service? That's largely going to be driven out of the BC budget. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly the province would always like to have more money, but there um, are questions about whether the federal government needs to, in essence, establish its own permanent support for wildfires and floods and other natural disasters, considering we're seeing them more frequently. And how does that apply to jurisdictions like British Columbia uh, and other provinces, like in Alberta and the Atlantic provinces, where they're also seeing a sudden increase in the impacts of um, these sort of weather events. But a lot of this also stems to how quickly the federal government can come to the table uh, with financial help to help rebuild. You know, rebuilding in these communities is hard. It costs a lot of money. There's going to be remediation work that's going to be needed. Uh, there's going to be a lot of infrastructure work that's going to be needed, uh, repairing, uh, you know, long-term power lines and, and buildings and things like that that were destroyed by fire. You know, we had hundreds of buildings lost in British Columbia mm-hmm. uh, during that uh, stretch at the end of August. And so it's about the short-term financial need and knowing Ottawa's at the table there with money, but also 
uh, as you alluded to, a, a greater strategy uh, Canada-wide to help support uh, some of this stuff long-term as we see these events more and more frequently. We are speaking to Richard Zussman, Global BC's legislative reporter. We were talking about Premier David Eby's and six of his cabinet ministers heading to Ottawa today to meet with federal policy makers, and they're going to discuss a variety of issues from housing, wildfires, and floods, of course. Uh, but uh, one of the things I'm sure Premier Eby and all his cabinet and caucus members are fully aware of, of course, is on October 3rd, the fall legislative session begins here at uh, the BC uh, BC legislature. A lot of issues on the table, lots going on, and very different look of the legislature as well. Richard, let's start there. What can we expect from the BC Conservatives? Uh, to my understanding, they've got official party recognition, so there will be, uh, I guess, a higher profile for them in the legislature come question period. Yeah, so we haven't heard yet from the speaker what question period looks like, but I have a sense of what we're going to get, uh, which is every day you will hear questions from the Conservative Party of BC and the Greens, as well as BC United. So that fundamentally changes the dynamics in the House. We also know, based on a meeting on Friday, that the Legislative Assembly Management Committee has voted to give the Conservatives, in essence, the same sort of financial support as the Greens, so they can have a full staff, uh, that leads to research. It will lead to, you know, bringing up different types of questions in the in question period. BC uh, United is not going to be happy with the situation, considering uh, they're going to be giving up uh, in semblance one question a day for the Conservatives to be able to ask. I also understand the Speaker is working very hard to ensure that questions stay tight. You know, sometimes in the legislature that's challenging. Uh, you get on a train of thought and it's hard to stop yourself. Uh, but we will see how tight a ship the speaker can run. But we're now getting this, you know, three different parties asking every day. And it's going to lead to some very interesting debate and, and, and issues that we haven't heard a lot of in the legislature brought up uh, will be brought up on a daily basis. Yeah, I find it interesting. Uh, unlike the federal parliament, our questions from our, our, our provincial politicians are very, generally very long-winded. I've always felt 45 seconds should be the max and just get your question out and get on with it. But sometimes the preamble, these questions can easily go two minutes and it's war and peace. And when you only have a 30-minute set time limit for question period, the tighter the questions, the more questions you can get in. But uh, uh, let's just see if uh, they start following that rule. So let's go to the other issue. What can we expect in regards to legislation being introduced by the provincial government? What's the big stuff uh, come come this fall? I laugh so hard, Jess, because you're famous for being brief, right? You, you I was, never... to the point, and, and I get there, and I get to the but point, you, I was you pointed. Have a lot, you have a lot to get off your, your chest as well at times. But yes, pointed questions are good. Uh, I'm not sure that uh, the idea of being brief is something people relate with Jazz Johal, but in question period, I will give you that. Um, in terms of legislation, it's going to be an interesting session for legislation. We know there's really significant uh, legislation coming when it comes to the issues around decriminalization. The province continues to review uh, how decriminalization is working, and uh, they have promised legislation that will expand areas where open drug use uh, is not allowed. So that is likely to include places like beaches and libraries and community centers. Uh, it will be part of a larger conversation around the issue of decriminalization and uh, support for mental health uh, issues in the province. We also are going to get uh, substantial housing legislation. There will be a number of pieces of legislation. We're starting to see that roll out this week in terms of setting up the, legislat the legislative session. Uh, housing Minister and House Leader Ravi Kalon in Saanich tomorrow afternoon. Uh, it is billed 
as a press conference about housing targets. We know that legislation in the fall set out that every every municipality, the, the top 10 list, will have to build a certain amount of housing. And we're going to get a better sense of what that looks like, what the targets are, how does that work per capita, what will that will mean for different regions. We'll get some of that information tomorrow. And then the province is going to build on all of that through housing legislation uh, in uh, this session. So it's going to be a, a jam-packed session. Mm-hmm. Uh, there likely is also going to be some health-related legislation. We're running out of time. It's hard to say. Like It's, it's weird to say because we're a little bit more than a year out from the next provincial election. Mm-hmm. But this session really is an important time to power home some of those key legislative pieces Then we come back in the spring with that election budget in February, building towards implementing some of that. And then we go to summer of 2024 and now we're on the campaign trail. So it's it's going to be this is going to be a really fascinating session uh, in terms of um, the NDP executing on some of those promises that they've made. Do you still think it's going to be a a fall 2024 election? Can you see Premier Eby wanting to pull the plug uh, as early as spring? I've always said, Jazz, Premier David Eby keeps insisting there's going to be a fall election, but so does his wife. And I tend to believe the wives of politicians. I think David (laughs) Eby waited for a long, long time to have this opportunity to be the premier. And now he's implementing those things as premier. And yes, things may look good in the polls right now, but I I don't see a situation where he decides to go early. Okay. Well, it's going to be interesting. I mean, there's lots of pressure. They're doing very well in the polls. But uh, and and just to confirm, the new new seats that um, will be added to, to the legislature, those will be implemented during the next election. But to my understanding, B.C., Elections BC is ready to go any time after January in regards to being able to, I guess, deal with the any election that's called after that because of the changes to to the um, to the boundaries. Yeah, and it doesn't really change the lay of the land. Uh, but yes, it's important that based on the work from the Electoral Boundaries Commission that you know all British Columbians feel in some semblance uh, proportionally represented here because ridings in. Uh, Surrey and here in Victoria, especially in Langford and in Vancouver, are growing very fast in, in Langley. And that's leading to, in some cases, you know, large, large ridings compared to much smaller rural ones. So I think it's important whenever the next election is contested that it's under those new boundaries with 93 ridings instead of 87. And you're right. If we have a spring or fall election, it will be using those new boundaries. Absolutely. Richard, thanks for your time. My pleasure as always, notice Jazz. How, and I no, notice how brief I was there? Colleagues. Notice yeah, yeah, how brief I was there? your expertise. That's your expertise. <laughs> there you go. That's Richard Thanks, Zussman. Jazz. Thanks. That's Richard <laughs> Zussman, Global PC's legislative reporter.